I'm Ann Dark. I'm Tracy Stormy. And I'm Kathy Knight. And together we are... It Was a Dark and Stormy Book Club. A podcast for mystery lovers. Welcome! If you enjoy our show, please consider contributing to the Dark and Stormy Patreon. By becoming a patron, you will help us create better and quality content. There are also benefits to becoming a patron, such as exclusive content and Dark and Stormy merchandise. Become a supporter at patreon.com slash darkandstormybc. Check our website for the link. We appreciate any and all contributions. Thank you. Welcome to the 84th episode of It Was a Dark and Stormy Book Club. And it's finally here. Hallow Read is the end of this week. We have been talking about this for months. Some people don't know what it is. Well, Hallow Read is a book festival and mini-con for authors and fans of paranormal, urban fantasy, steampunk, and horror, as well as mysteries. This is a multi-author event with various activities throughout the weekend. They include some writing workshops, ghost tours, a steampunk author tea, author panels, book signings, paranormal investigation, and so much more. Come hang out with your favorite authors in historic haunted Ellicott City, Maryland. Yes, that's Friday and Saturday of this week, the 25th and 26th. Not too late to get tickets. Registration is $75 for both days, and that will get you into the panels, the signings. You can access the website and social media, plus other incentives, and lunch both days. If you use our code, Dark and Stormy, you'll get 15% off that entry fee. For more details, go to hallowread.com. Since we're a mystery book club, we decided we would invite three authors who are going to be at Hollow Read, but who also are mystery writers as well as paranormal and horror. And we have selected Susan V. Meister, Brian Nowak, and Melissa C. Annan. Susan V. Meister has written four books. She writes the Beale Town and the Parker Williams Mystery Series. Her website is S-U-S-A-N-V-I-E-M-E-I-S-T-E-R.com. We would like to welcome Susan V. Meister. She is the author of the Parker Williams Mysteries and the Real Town Mysteries. Welcome, Susan. Hi, Susan. Is this your first year at Halloween? No, it's actually, I believe it's going to be my third year. Well, this will be our first year. Can you kind of give us a rundown? How did things go? What's your involvement? Are you going to be part of a panel? Yes, actually, I think I'm on two panels. The names escape me at the moment, but I'll be on two panels. And it's a real fun event. It's a good opportunity for readers to get with their authors that they like and listen to them and have a chance to ask questions and interact. And then afterwards, of course, you cruise around and buy the books or whatever. I had a blast last year, too. We are so much looking forward to this. Susan, for our listeners who aren't familiar with your 
books. Can you tell us a little bit about them? Sure. The Parker Williams series actually wasn't even going to be a series. It started off, I wrote my first book, Dear Charlotte, published it back in 2015. It took me six years to write it. And then finally, I, I didn't know where I was going with it. So I asked a friend, I'm like, should I even finish this or not? And she read what I had and she said, oh, no, you have to finish this. Thank God I got some inspiration, finished it. And I was working on my second book, Terror Thunder Ridge, and that was going to be kind of my trying to channel Stephen King a bit. But by now, everyone was telling me how much they liked the characters in the first book. So I ended up moving Parker and Kate and my paranormal guy over into the next series. And it's kind of rolled on from there. Every book I add a new character to, plus have the original team in there as well. The other series that I just started, the Bealtown Mysteries, they all still take place in the same area, which is basically based on where I live here in Virginia. That started as a challenge from somebody after last Halloween fact. They wanted authors to post something that they were working on. So I wasn't really working on anything. So I just made something up and then everybody wants to know what happened. So that actually evolved into that book. The sequel to that was the one I just released, The Evil in the Lake. I'm well, I know. curious. Go ahead. What is the crowd like? Do they get real involved? Do people get dressed up? or Some do. Some do get dressed up. There's definitely Halloween theme going around. Some of the authors really get into it too. The readers get into it. You see all sorts of crazy stuff activities like the haunted house that you can go to, which we did last year, which was an absolute blast. <laughs> I'd never done one before. It was one of these where the I think the high school puts it together and there's an old abandoned school and they turn it into like a haunted house that you go through. And it was so much fun. I actually used it in my book that I'm working on now. I had a couple of my characters go through a similar thing. How did you get started writing? Honestly, I had a really god-awful day at work and they just pushed me over the edge and I just went home. I just had to kill somebody. So I just started writing. That's oh, a, I, I identify with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. I had no clue what I was doing. I was just writing this big, long word doc. I figured, oh, editors make it into a book. They make chapters and all this. And turns out, no, that's not the case. So then that kind of actually stopped right there because I didn't know how to break it up. I didn't know where I was going to break it into chapters and stuff. And like I said, it took me six years. And in the meantime, I started writing a book. I'm like, well, I'll just write about my animals because I love reading stories about people's animals. So I started writing that. and that still hasn't been finished because then I got the inspiration for the other book and next thing I know I was writing all the Parker Williams series so I do need to get back to my animal memoir at some point. Then finally the person that actually put me over the edge she never knew that she was the reason I went home and started writing but she loved the first book. <laughs> I never told her. <laughs> She's actually a very nice person, but it was a bad day. <laughs> Did you make her into an animal? No, I didn't. She's not even in the book. Oh. <laughs> I do have a lot of my friends, and actually I think that is one of the panels, was where do you get your inspiration from and like your characters and stuff. A lot of my characters, there's some friends who want to be in books, and, and I always tell them, I'm like, well, you know, I can put you in there, but there's no guarantee what's going to happen to you or how you're going to be portrayed, so just be ready. But <laughs> I haven't had any complaints yet. We just spoke with Brian Noah. He's going to be on the same panel. Oh, okay, cool. The other panel is a similar thing, I think. I think it's how, like, how did you get started writing, I believe. I should remember I suggested them, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when you get to be my age, it's like, <laughs> I don't remember anything. I'm like, I remember who I am sometimes. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> Do you have any other events that you are expecting to go to besides Halloween? I have here in Bedford in November, there's a, a book signing. It's a kind of big giant craft show that I'm doing. I'll be there selling my books. In December in Roanoke, there's, I think it's a two-day 
Christmas Craft Festival, and I'll be there as well. I just did one in September in Bedford called Centerfest, which is like a big street festival in Bedford, Virginia. And I was down with Goose Creek Studio. They do framing and artwork, and they're really good at promoting local authors and local artists and all that, because there's a lot of talent in this little town. So I did that last month, and that was a whole lot of fun, too. Oh, sounds cool. Can you let our listeners know your website so they can go check you out and check out your books? It is SusanMVMeister.com. You can also check me out on Amazon, my author page is amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Susan MV Meister. So they can check me out there. Awesome. We will update our show notes with that information so people can find you. The information should also be with the Hallow Reed folks. I have a Facebook page as well for my author page, which I don't always update as often as I should, but it's out there. Uh, it's, <laughs> Great. You know, Susan MV Meister also. Well, Susan, thank you so much for agreeing to speak with us today. We look forward to meeting you in person at Hallow Reed, and we wish you all the best with your book. Thank you. I can't wait to meet you guys, too. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. You won't regret it. It's a blast. We're looking forward to it. Exactly. Well, you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. King's River Life Magazine now has a mystery podcast called Mystery Rats Maze. Episodes consist of mystery short stories and first chapters of mystery novels read by local actors. To listen to the episodes and subscribe to the podcast, you can go to mysteryratsmaze.podbean.com and you can find them on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Featured authors include Cleo Coyle, Elaine Veets, Jerry Westerson, Dennis Palumbo, Kate Carlisle, and many more. Brian Nowak has written five books. He writes horror, but also mysteries. His website is ryannowak.com. B-R-Y-A-N-N-O-W-A-K.com. We would like to welcome Brian Nowak to the show. Welcome, Brian. Uh, Thank you for having me. Is this your first year at Hollow Reed? No, actually, this will be my fourth year at Hollow Reed. So next year will be my fifth one. I know it's always exciting when you hit your fifth year at Hollow Reed. I love it. It's one of my must-do shows during the course of the year. Well, Ray, going to have to tell us all about it because this is our first year. Oh, great. That's very exciting. It sure is. We heard about it from Misty Simon, so yeah. we are looking forward to seeing her. And of course, we are a mystery-based podcast. We're more interested in your psychological thrillers. Can you tell us about those? Let me start by saying my personal belief is that every book is essentially a mystery because we never really know when we open that cover what we're going to get. Oh, I like so that. So I look at every single book that I read, every single thing that I write is I'm writing essentially a mystery. It's a mystery to somebody. I tend to write what I refer to as dark mysteries. That is the dramatic dead and the reverend bed. I'm actually working on the third book in the series. Then I have a paranormal thrillers, Riapoke and The Reverend Dead. Then I also, I write a little bit of science fiction and some other things too. I grew up on sort of a steady diet of classic horror films. You know, you think of the old black and whites, the Dracula, the Swamp Thing, Mummy. My mom used to have me watch those as a little kid with her. and It excited. I love that. I love the feeling of suspense. I love the feeling of what's behind that next door when you already know that, you know, the Mummy or Dracula are going to be behind the next door. But anyway, <laughs> that's what makes it kind of exciting. 
or that's what I strive to build into things that I write. The Crimson Tassels, it's a bit of an homage to my upbringing because, well, actually, I grew up in northern Illinois, but I spent a lot of time in corn country down around like Joliet area, that a lot of farms, there's a lot of farms out there. That book is really based in a farmhouse out in corn country. I always like to tell people when I'm giving my few seconds spiel about that book, it's a young couple, newly married from Virginia, that move out to Illinois and buy a house that's been boarded up for 30 years. I always make the joke, it's a bit of a spoiler, but never buy a house that's been boarded up for 30 years. It's always <laughs> a terrible idea. Reapoke was a story that came out of, I always loved the idea of lakes. So I spent a lot of time on a lake in Indiana, and my grandfather told me these stories about a uh, city that used to be at the bottom of, like, I guess, a river valley. And when they dammed it up to make the lake, apparently the whole city got swallowed up by this river. Now, I don't think that ever really happened, but it made a great story for my grandfather anyway. Well, I and... know it did happen in some places. Yes, it, it actually did happen in some places. Did the Tennessee Valley authority right. thing they just yeah. took a couple towns out i actually have a degree in geography so we sort of studied some of that in the tennessee valley project is one of the ones we studied in Riapoke, a mother and her 17 year old son they're on their way to a resort on lake oleander i specifically picked the name oleander because if you know anything about the flower if you eat it it's poisonous it'll kill you right. there's a little bit of foreshadowing about the things that can happen there. Well, they go to the resort. All along the way, they're told to stay out of the town of Riapoke, which is, sits on the other side of the lake. Riapoke is an Indian word. It actually would be familiar with the Powhatan Indians who lived in this area on the East Coast. One of the translations is the evil or the devil. They naturally end up having to swim for their lives to the town of Riapoke, and that's when the story gets really interesting. Well, that sounds fascinating and spooky. <laughs> Brian, are you going to be on any panels? What will your schedule look like that day? Well, first of all, whenever I do things like this, I try not to leave my table as much as possible because Hollow Reads actually a pretty busy event, and for me, sitting there and being able to talk to readers is the greatest part about all this. When you sit here and when you write novels or write short stories or whatever you happen to write, the best part is being able to actually meet the readers, people who are going to be, I hate to use the term judging, but people who are going to be reading through what you wrote, getting a sense for what they like, what they appreciate. It, to me, it's sort of an honor to meet people who are reading what we're writing. But I'm also moderating a panel. I usually try and moderate or participate in a panel. It's very exciting. We're going to have one on, I believe the title is something along the lines of where does inspiration come from? Where do we get our ideas from? I think if you ask 20 different writers where they get their ideas from, you're going to come up with 30 different answers. That's because it's so wide and so varied. Experience has the potential for being a new story. Well, that's great. And we look forward to attending that. We could use some inspiration. <laughs> that's true of me some days as well. So I guess my biggest piece of advice to somebody attend Hollery is get involved. Go to these lectures that are being given or these forums. Ask questions. Come armed with questions that you might have. There's really no question that is too absurd. There's no question that should go or should be left unanswered. That's really what we're there for. It's definitely not an imposition for us to talk about these things because it's what we like to do. If you ask any author, the thing that we like talking about the most is our books. Well, that's great. And we look forward to meeting you as well. Oh, me too. Me too. So I'm also going to have my Dark Mysteries as well, The Dramatic Dead, which actually had a very interesting inspiration. When I was a kid, I lived in two haunted houses. And, and I said, how cool would it be if you could sit down and have a conversation with the ghosts? 
I always thought that'd be really cool. Out of that thought process came the character of Victor. Victor is one of the characters in the Dramatic Dead series, the Dramatic Dead and then the Reverend Dead. I'm actually working on book three right now. He kind of came out of that idea of if I could sit down, what would it be like? And I get the most emails about Victor because everybody loves him. I always tell people, think of your great uncle at a family reunion sitting in the corner, grumpy, cantankerous, but also the guy you love to talk to. That's Victor in a nutshell. And he's a ghost. So there's actually a, there's a great exchange between him and one of the other characters where Victor shows up in a Confederate war soldier's uniform because he was a Confederate soldier when he died. <laughs> they get into a bit of an argument about dying and the Union and the Confederacy. And it turns out the other character just really likes yanking Victor's chain. So Victor shoots him with the rifle that he has. Of course, it's a ghost rifle, so it doesn't really do any damage. But it makes a very real noise, which scares everybody in the area. It's a really funny exchange. Victor is my levity in the series. When you're writing, you can't have all dark and not a little bit of light. So Victor's kind of my light in that series. That sounds like a lot of fun. Tell us about your YouTube channel. I do YouTube videos for basically anything that strikes my fancy. I always try to leave them with a question along the lines of, if there's anything you really want me to cover, let me know. Because it serves two purposes. The first is to, of course, spread the word about Brian the writer and different things that I'm working on. But it also serves to share some of my thoughts and ideas about how the writing world functions, how to be a better writer. So I did one video on how to write a review, how to write a book review, or most watched video out of all of them. Turns out there's a lot of people that are almost afraid of writing book reviews. As I point out, it's really not that hard. Every time you finish a book, you should sit down and write a book review. It only takes, it only need take you a minute or two. It doesn't have to be really long. It doesn't have to be really expansive. Just a few thoughts and ideas about the book. No spoilers, please. And then leave your star rating and then move on to the next book. But a lot of people are afraid of that. So I tried to sort of demystify some of that. We're going to have to take a close look at that that's a, that's a good one. People seem to like that one the most. Brian, do you have any other events you'd like our listeners to know about? Well, we've got, of course, Hollow Reed, which we've already talked about. Scares That Care, which goes on uh, every year. And next year, it's like at the very end of August. Basically, plan the trip now because it tends to take a bit of planning to get to that one. What is that? Scares That Care is a charity, which I'm pleased to say that'll be my fifth year going to that. We raise money for the Scares That Care foundation. It was actually founded by a former Baltimore detective. The money goes to support families in need. We support a one breast cancer survivor a year we sponsor. We sponsor a child that has various difficulties, various challenges. Last year, we sponsored a burn victim. It's basically a way for those of us who are involved in poor industry in some way, shape, or form to provide a way to give back to other organizations that need the money or people that need the money. Also, if you go to Scares the Care, you get to meet some great VIPs who are actors in various horror movies, horror television shows. They're great. We've had some pretty cool ones, but also get to meet, well, people like me. It's just a great time. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, Brian, thank you so much for agreeing to speak with us today. Can you let our listeners know your website? Sure. My website is www.briannowak.com. I wasn't very inventive when I came up with that name, so I stuck with it. <laughs> well, it worked. Yes, Brian with a Y, correct. You can also find me at Brian the Writer on Facebook. I think if you type that into YouTube, you'd probably find my site there as well. That's awesome. All right, Brian. Well, thank you again, and we'll see you at 
Palo Reef. I am looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. Melissa Caribou Annan, she writes the Agent Rain series. Her website is Melissa C. Annan, M-E-L-I-S-S-A-C-A-N-N-E-N.com. We would like to welcome Melissa Annan to our program. She is going to appear at Hallow Reed this Saturday. Welcome, Melissa. Hello. Melissa, is this your first Hallow Reed? No, this is my third. This will be our first year, so we're learning what to expect. What are your impressions of Hallow Reed? This has always been one of my favorite events to go to. I think that the people are fantastic. I love everybody there. Rachel, who runs it, is phenomenal. It's just a fun group of people to be around. Obviously, Hallow Reed is kind of a Halloween-based festival, and that leads us to think that it's more spooky than mysterious, but we are a mystery book club, so we we are more interested in hearing about your mystery books. Can you tell us a little bit about your mystery writing? Yes, I write FBI mystery series. So it's a FBI agent who is chasing a serial killer agent who's just getting into the game. But she uses her instinct. She also has a very hot partner, which doesn't hurt anything. And uh, <laughs> I write from her perspective, and then I also write from the victim's perspective. So it does get a little bit dark at times when you look at the victim's perspective. I also write in locations that I've lived. So my first book is in Omaha, Nebraska, where I lived for nine years. And then the second book is in Baltimore, Maryland. I haven't lived in Baltimore, but I definitely went and visited the places that I was writing about and searched a lot of the places that I was talking about. Your website says you're into photography and you write about places. Can you yes. tell us about that? I do do a lot of photography. One of my books that I'm working on right now is in Charleston. So I went to Charleston for a week and I went around taking pictures and I'm currently working on the story. And whenever I go back and look at the pictures, it helps inspire me what I'm writing. I like to go out and just sometimes just take drives and get some inspiration and take some pictures. And cemeteries are, of course, my favorite place to go because cemeteries can always, they're very spooky, but also beautiful in my mind. Ours too. Yeah. I just came back from Germany, and one of the things on my list to do was to visit an old cemetery. It was beautiful, and I loved it, but there weren't really that many very, very old gravestones that you could read. I think oh. the oldest was sometime in the 1700s, and I was really looking forward to seeing something that would predate anything you could see here. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. <laughs> Right. We did a little investigating on you. We noticed that you mentioned that you had a run-in with a psychopath. Could you explain that? My first marriage was not the happiest. <laughs> I think we all go through relationships that maybe are not great. I went through an abusive relationship. It was not good. I think that my way of dealing with things really was trying to figure out how do I deal with this? How do I work through this? And writing ended up being my outlet. Some of my stories came from that. They really helped me get through it, I think. Did you kill all your ex-husband in the book? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> at least torture him a little. Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe eventually that will happen <laughs> in one of the books, yeah. <laughs> well, it's good to hear that something good came out of it at any rate. Definitely. Are you going to be speaking on any panels at Hallery? I think this year I'm not on any panels. I have in the past couple of years. This year I haven't opted into any panels. I've just been extremely busy. I'm going to school and working full time and life has kind of gotten a little crazy. So I didn't opt in this year, but the last couple of years I was on a few panels. Then if you're not on a panel, since we've never been there before, we're not quite sure how this works. What do you do? Just walk around or do you have a table or? I'll have a table. I'll be there selling books and signing books and just talking to people. And I'll probably go and attend a few of the panels and listen to other fellow authors talk. We are really looking forward to meeting you there. Do you have any other events besides Halloween that you have coming up? Not this year. I just got done with Scares That Cares. That was in Virginia in Williamsburg. Looking to figure out what I'm going to do next year. So I only do a couple a year. Halloween has always been a favorite. Looking forward to getting out what to do next year. When can we expect your next book? I am hoping that I will finish up what I'm currently working on in the next few months and get it out to beta readers and start doing all my editing. I'm hoping to actually start looking for an agent. So I'm not sure time-wise how long it's going to take me to get this out, maybe in the next year or so. Do you have a title? I don't. Currently, I'm calling it my Charleston story or my stalker story. This is a stalker-based story. Can our listeners find you on your website? Yes, they can. It's melissaceannon.com. Great. We will update our show notes with that information so they can go check you out and learn all about you. Great. Thank you so much. Well, Melissa, thank you very much for agreeing to be on the program. We are so excited to be able to meet you in person when we get to Halloween. Great. And I am looking forward to meeting you. And thank you for having me on your show. Thanks again. And enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You too. And good luck, house hunt. Oh, thank yes. you so much. <laughs> Bye-bye. Well, we hope you enjoyed those three interviews with attending authors of Hollow Reed. To be honest, we didn't know a lot about Hollow Reed, so this is our way to get to know Hollow Reed and some of the authors. And we're really looking forward to attending. So if you do come, be sure and look us up. We'll be in matching shirts. They're red shirts with the dark and stormy logo. And I'll have a rose in my hair. <laughs> do you will? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a rose in my teeth. Oh, in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> right. Next couple of weeks, we'll give you a rundown of our impressions and how much we enjoyed the event. Be sure and visit our website at itwasadarkandstormybookclub.com. And don't forget, we're still looking for submissions for our short stories that we plan on including in our newsletter that begin in January of 2020. Please get those submissions to us quickly. We're so looking forward to reading them. Don't forget to put short story submission in the subject line of the email. And you can find our email address and sign up for our newsletter on our website. And that brings us to the end of another episode. Remember, life would be boring without a little mystery. Bye. Bye.